All right, we're back. It's your host, Rob Morris. You listen to the Rims and Nets podcast, episode 35, part three. So I didn't know I was going to go on for this long, but yeah, so this is going to be a three-part episode. Um, we're still trying to finalize all the state, all state teams, my Rims and Nets, all state teams for the New England area. Um, so far we did Connecticut, we did Massachusetts and we did Maine. Uh, now we're going to move on to New Hampshire, Vermont and Rhode Island. So let's start with New Hampshire. And then obviously once we complete that, then I'm going to give you my all New England team to, to conclude the show. All right. So we start with New Hampshire, um, the center position. It was tough to find a center in New Hampshire, but I'll go with. A uh, guy that may probably play a little bit, little bit more three to possibly floor at the next level. I wouldn't say he's a true center, but you can kind of flip flop it. Um, but I have, I have uh, Jamil Telford at six seven. Um, he's a slim guy, about maybe one eighty ish, one ninety. Um, he's definitely been a high riser this year. I think he was uh he was in another state last year, so he just went to New Hampton, New Hampton School in New Hampshire uh, this year, and he's definitely made a huge impact. Um, I believe Northeastern, yeah, Northeastern just co- just got a um, commitment from him, so he'll be heading to Boston next year. Like I said, very athletic guy can has a lot of um. Has a lot of length. Can I mean can f- flat out use it to his um, ability to get to the rim at will. Um, has a lot of um, a lot of those uh, moves that you see from guys that are long, but you know long striding type of guy like you know Greek freak like with his steps, getting into the lane, very long body type of guy and and may may have close to a, a seven foot wingspan i've seen a lot of blocks he was very destructive on defense seen a lot of blocks and steals from him and a lot of the footage that i've seen so he's a guy that can probably play multiple positions and probably can play some of the front court positions so that's why i did slide him at the center position there's not many centers in new hampshire um yeah, it's just, it's just it's like I said, it's tough to find big guys in this area, period. So he fits as a guy that can kind of be a possible small ball five, small ball four at the next level. Just obviously has to get a little bit stronger, get into the 200-pound range in order for him to be, you know, recognized as a true um, possible uh, foreman the next level or possibly professionally if he gets to that point but so far so good it looks like his ceiling is pretty high as well because of his all his perimeter skills at his size so it's definitely those things you can't really teach you can't teach size you can't teach you know the ability to drive and score and still working on his uh, jump shot not the best jump shooter but like I said if he can get all those skills together with his size and skill set I mean he'll definitely be a factor in the next level 
um, wherever he goes, but he's probably going to he's going to New Northeastern. So I think he's a guy that could probably fit in right away and make an impact right away. Um, next guy I have is at the fourth spot. I have Matt Cross, which pretty much a lot of these guys are going to be from Brewster Academy because Brewster Academy pretty much had a lot of talent on their team. A lot of those guys are going to D1 schools and major D1 schools at that. Matt Cross, you know, for himself, he's he's be, he's being committed to Miami. So, so that's a strong commitment from Jim Lega. Um, good size. He's 6'7", 225. Um, very versatile offensive player. Known for his shooting, but he can also drive in the lane, create, you know, opportunities in the mid-range area, and also can get to the rim. Um, defensively, that's probably going to be his weak part of his game, but I think offensively, he can do it all offensively. He can rebound well as well. So, like I said, he, he definitely could fit right in as a, as a small ball four at the next level, especially in college. So... If he can grow another inch, be six eight, he'll definitely for sure be a four at the next level. But I think he can possibly play the three. No more than the possible three or four range. I don't think he's a two guard, but I think he can play three or four at the next level pretty easily with his size. And yeah, I mean, just think I thought he was impressive last summer. I covered him, you know, in the Nike EYBL tournament. He played for BABC. And he was dominant. I mean, there was not many guys that could shut him down offensively. I mean, he was dominant on that team. Um, for the three spot, I have Jordan Geronimo, which is an Indiana commit. He played for St. Paul's in New Hampshire. I think he's originally from Boston, but, you know, obviously he plays in a, in a New Hampshire school. Um, I guess it's 6'5", 205. Very good size already. Strong guy, can play on both ends of the floor. Um, has a potential to be a lockdown defender. So, as well as his ability to rebound well. If you look at his statistics, um, so I take a look at his statistics. He was he won the Gatorade Player of the Year in New Hampshire, averaged 18 points per game, nine rebounds per game, two steals, two blocks per game. Very impressive, man. Um, and I just think he so I would just say with him, I just think. You know, I don't know if he'll be able to play right away in Indiana, but I think he he could be maybe a guy that you know can be a piece that comes off the bench, make a huge impact on the defensive end. Because I still think his offensive game could be a little bit more well developed. I think he's a slasher at best, but still has to work on his three point shot and still has to work on his shooting percentages. But I just think defensively and his physical prowess out there is going to be what makes him stand out out there for, for Indiana next year. They're going to really rely on him to really be a guy that can put on the top offensive player on the, on the opposite team. So 
Jordan Geronimo at number at the small forward spot. At the number two spot, you got pretty much one of the better players, if not in the area, if not perhaps the country. Uh, Terrence Clark um, plays for Brewster Academy, 6'7", 190, committed to Kentucky. He's literally a top 10 recruit nationally. So it's crazy that you're able to um, cover a guy that's so highly touted around the country, but that's Terrence Clark. He's from Boston, Massachusetts, um, mainly from the Dorchester area, Dorchester, Roxbury area. So he's definitely familiar to where, um, where right around where I where, where I live in Massachusetts. So I don't I don't live in that area specifically, but I do go to that area, you know, here and there for travel or whatnot to get to certain places in that, you know, in Boston area. But definitely um, it hits home to me to find a prospect of that caliber coming from Boston. It just doesn't really happen that often, particularly in football or basketball. So, again, I mean, Terrence Clark is he does it all. Like, it's not really much he can't do on both ends of the floor. Still a little, um, still could be a little bit more aggressive. I still think he played on a, more, a very talented team. So he kind of had to share the, the wealth a bit. So that, you know, kept him from being the guy that he normally is. But his athleticism makes him one of the better players in the, in the country because of that. I mean, he just, he could windmill dunks. He can do. I mean, a lot of different dunks out there and crazy first step gets to the rim at will unstoppable getting to the rim. I think he's going to really do well in Kentucky right away and possibly could be a potential top five NBA draft pick when all said and done. Um, At the point guard position, another Brewster Academy uh, teammate of Terrence Clark. Um, Jamal Mashburn Jr. at 6'1", around 180. He's going to Minnesota in the Big Ten. So another Big Ten commit. Um, He's originally from Miami, Florida. Transferred to Brewster, I believe, two years ago. So this is his second year on Brewster. Um, Obviously the son of Jamal Mashburn, the NBA player that played for a few teams in the NBA. Um, wasn't as big as his dad, but um, he's probably one of the better point guards perhaps in the country. Um, re- highly regarded nationally as well as, you know, Terrence Clark and Matt Cross are. So the key thing with him is he's strong and kind of bull- bully, getting himself in the bowling ball, getting himself in the lane. Has the strength to finish, get and ones. Very good slasher, can shoot the ball fairly well, and a pretty decent distributor at that. So, the key thing with him is just, you know, not trying to let, you know, the overshadowing of his dad's, you know, professional career dictate what he can do. I think, I mean, him and his dad are two different players, and he needs to play, um, to what Jamal Mashburn Jr. can be. 
and try to fulfill his potential. And I believe he'll do that. I think Minnesota is a good place to go. It's not. It's not a. Um, I wouldn't say it's a huge, huge school. Like I mean, they've had a tough year last year. They weren't that very. They weren't all that great. But Richard Bettino, you know, the son of uh, Rick Bettino. That's his name. Um, yeah, so Richard Bettino is the coach of that team. So we'll have to see how he does under his under his leadership. So as being a guy, I think I don't think he'll be a point guard right away. It depends on how the scouting report is. I mean, the depth chart is, but I think he'll um, he'll show some of that grit that his dad taught him and that toughness that his dad taught him he'll definitely bring that to minnesota so that rounds up new hampshire now we're going to get into vermont and let's start at the center position and what i have is um six nine six nine one eighty pound center jake cook um he's going to vermont academy um he just I wouldn't say he just got committed, but last year he committed to LIU Brooklyn, which is in the uh, the Mac, the the ME the NAAC conference. That's pretty much a Northeast conference. Which he's going to be playing in the New York area. He's originally from New York, by the way. He's six nine, one eighty, slim guy. He's got to gain some weight, but. He's a guy that can stretch the four, shoot the three, can very at the rebounder, can score well inside off of putbacks, um, very good cutter, able to find you know the you know the soft area in the defense and able to score inside. Very very good um, basketball IQ. So that's one thing I I can I was able to see of him in, in the footage that I watched from him. He just um just knows where he needs to be, and still, like I said, if he wants to be more of a post threat instead of a, a guy that's you know gonna use screens and screening rolls and whatnot or pick and rolls, he's gonna have to really gain some weight if he wants to post up on guys at the next level. One eighty is just not cutting it. Um, I don't think he can play center at the next level. I think he'll probably have to slide into the four spot. And probably be one of those rim running, rolling type of guys until he can gain the weight. All right, so at the four spot, I have J- Judson Daly. At six five, he played for Burlington High School. Um, like I said it's tough to find guys, big guys in in Vermont, but I thought he stood out as an experienced guy. That you know, he was a leader for Burlington High School this year. Took them to the playoffs. Had a successful year. Um, I believe they lost in the semifinals in their tournament, uh, their, their divisional tournament. But uh, Justin Daly is just a guy that just does it all out there, a great leader, can score inside as well as stretch the four and shoot the jump shot from the outside. Um, very good mid-range game. And like I said, he can... He can he he he's just he has great leadership skills and that's what sets him apart. His averages are 15 points per game and then he averages nine rebounds per game. 
So again, a very good rebounder as well. Very active on the offensive glass. So again, Justin Daly definitely sticks out as a strong player out there. Um, at the three spot, I have Ralphie Ayers at six six. Another one that played for Vermont Academy. He's known as a, as a three point shooter. That's just one thing that really sticks stuck out with him on the film. Um, and he's, he's got deep range as well. Sh- shoots it out far as the NBA range goes. Um, moves well without the basketball. Very good basketball IQ. Defensively, who knows how he can do defensively. Still a question marks there. But offensively, he's a very good offensive player that's known for his sharpshooting. At the two-guard shot uh, spot, I have C.J. Jones, which was originally from the New York area, I believe. He went to... Vermont Academy. Uh, Vermont Academy had a pretty good team. I mean, there's not many uh, Nipsat schools in Vermont, but they're one of the top schools in the top Nipsat school in Vermont. And C.J. Jones was very good for them. He's 6'5". Wasn't able to get a weight for him, but he like his, like like Ayers, he's known for his shooting ability. Can also do a lot of different things on a defensive end, get steals. Um, just very active on the defensive end at, at guarding multiple positions. Um, very good vision, very good court vision, very good at uh, hitting guys down, you know, down court on, on lob passes. Um, just overall, just a very good passer. I think he can play a point guard at the next level as well as two guards so can play multiple positions on the offensive and has some versatility when it comes down to that so cj jones pretty fairly good prospect keeping i think he was recruited to because i believe he's a senior let me just check that out real quick I think it was a local school at that so a lot of local guys staying home it's like a few cj jones it's not really coming up right away for me. He signed to BU. So he's going to BU. He's from Los Angeles. Sorry if I mistake him from New York. But he's from Los Angeles. Like I said, a high riser. He was under the radar because, you know, he was in a different state. So 6'5", 190. And he just signed his letter of intent to play for BU so it looks like he's gonna do well he's a very good sharpshooter knockdown shooter and he's known for his ability to get steals and create opportunities with his passing ability all right so for point guard um you got a few guys you could go here um I think honorable mention is obviously Michelle um, 
can't pronounce his name, but he, he played for uh he played for Rice Memorial, had a very strong year, ended up winning the Mr. Basketball in Vermont, but Logan Wendell got a lot of attention nationally from Gatorade. Gatorade gave him the Gatorade player of the year. So he had a strong year as well. Um he's six one, one sixty five. Um, played for St. Johnsboro Academy. As you all know, St. Johnsboro had a very strong playoff. Um, very strong playoff run. Um, they ended up losing to, uh, I believe, Edward Little in the championship round. Championship game in their division. They ended up losing to uh, Edward Little. So... So, Logan Wendell was very impressive this year. Um, if you look at his statistics, um, he averaged 24 points per game, um, five rebounds per game, and had two steals per game. So, again, strong player. Um, he's been doing this for a while now, well over 1,000 points over in his career. One of the more talented scorers in the entire state of Vermont. And again, he's a guy that you know, like C.J. Jones, has the ability to get steals and create opportunities on defense, get out in transition and, and make plays. He's a very good passer as well. So this is one thing with him that you have to definitely keep an eye on with Logan Wendell. But he's known as a scorer. He's just he's a scorer at will. And he definitely did a good job for St. John's, bro, that really helped him along the way down the road in the, having a very successful playoff run. Was, but just wasn't enough to get, to win it all. All right, so that wraps up uh, Vermont. And let's take a look at the final All-State team in Rhode Island. Um. Again, tough to find size in Rhode Island, but I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with. Um, well, I had uh, Tyreek Reeks as a center, but I'm gonna go with Miles Wilmer as my center because he's a little bit taller. He's six nine, a little bit. Uh, he's the thing was with Miles Woodman. He's he's definitely a slim guy. He's not a huge guy, but he. Um, he definitely has the length to play the center position as well as the four spot. But I think his best position is the four spot. He plays for St. George. Um, very athletic guy. Um, probably more of like a rim runner. Will post up, but I mean, obviously he's not going to be super effective at the next level with his weight. He's, you know, probably about 205, 210. Maybe even 200. I mean, he's a very slim guy. And then just... I just think with him, he's going to be a guy that's going to have to work on just, you know, getting in the weight room, getting stronger. The thing is, with him, he may not be the put on a lot of weight. does have a slim waist or slim... He doesn't have the broad shoulders to gain weight. That's what it looks like with his body type. But we'll see if he can gain that weight, but... Other than that, he's a solid player. Had a very strong year for St. George. 
and I think he'll have a pretty strong season next year. Um, so the fourth spot, I have Tyreek Reeks, 6'7". He played for Pilgrim, known as a guy that, you know, known for his athleticism. Pretty good um, defensive player as well as offensive player. Um, I don't. I wasn't able to get a much footage on him, but I just think he's. If I trying to just look up where he, you know, commitment goes, or where he's going to school. Give me a sec. Well, but he's a, he's a junior, so he's got another year of eligibility. He has an offer from Massachusetts and Townsend, or at least he's getting interest. He's getting interest from Massachusetts. I don't think he has, but I think he might. Um. Might have that offer with him, with UMass, the UMass offer. So yeah, he's definitely going to be a strong prospect next year. Um, like I said, it's got to get a little stronger, but I think he has fairly good size: six five, six six, one seventy. Some people have him 6'5". I mean, it's crazy. I think he's 6'7". 6'7", 170. So, here's another one that has him. I just want to see what this site has him as. Sorry, guys. I'm not... I wasn't really... I mean, I prepared for this, but not as much as I thought I would. I'm still obviously got enough information, but it still still could be better, guys. I'm sorry if I'm doing a little bit too much research as I go. But Tyreek Reeks is a guy that's an athletic guy, and he's going to use his athleticism to create opportunities out there. And, you know, he plays center for, for Pilgrim, so... A lot of guys that he's going against, he definitely can use his foot speed to beat them off the dribble and obviously use his length to beat those guys. And he plays in Rhode Island, so there's not a lot of big guys out there in Rhode Island. And he's he's playing in, I believe, Pilgrim is probably Division Two, I believe. So not a high level of competition. Um, the three spot I have, Clay Bosher. The six-one guard out of North Kingstown High School, um, Clay Bosch has had a very successful season. I thought this year was kind of a a down season for him. As you can see, they they lost in the championship game um, against uh, Bishop Hendrick. So, you know, we all thought they were going to win it all again, like they they won it last year, but they ended up losing to uh, Bishop Hendrick. Clay Bolcher didn't have the best game in that game. They did a good job of defending him, and he was pretty quiet in that game. So, 
But nevertheless, a strong year for Clay Bocher. Obviously, you can go probably a lot of different areas. I think um, Bishop Hendricks, uh, you know, has a few players that could have probably took that spot from Clay Bocher. But I just think Clay Bocher's career was great. I thought his season wasn't too shabby either. In North Kingstown still was a high-caliber team this year. They only lost a few games this year. I think they're one of the better defensive teams in Rhode Island as well. So, And Clay Bocher definitely has a big part of that. I think he defends well as well as he scores on the offensive end. And he's a very strong shooter, one of the better shooters in Rhode Island. So he's a lot of respect, you know, and definitely in the state. Um, nationally, or, you know, as far as recruiting goes, he hasn't signed anywhere yet. Who knows where he's going to go, but I think he's good enough to probably play in a lower-end Division One level. Maybe Bryant might pick him up, but Bryant has definitely picked up some good players, as we'll get to in just a minute. But uh, let's get into the number two uh, two-guard position, the shooting guard, Tyler Kolak, one of the better shooters perhaps well, I said Clay Bosch is one of the better shooters. I think Tyler Kolak is the best shooter in Rhode Island. Um, he made his commitment to George Mason uh, earlier last year. He's 6'2", plays for St. George's as well. You know, Miles Wilmert's teammate. Um, thing with him is just he's a lefty that can shoot the ball extremely well, um, moves well without the basketball, can shoot a, you know, can score at all levels. Um, defensively, he's not too bad either. Moves well out there. Um, I just think he's gonna make a huge impact for George Mason next year as a guy that might come off the bench to be like a, a six-man type of score scoring role for them. And I think he'll be big for them. He might he might start next year. You never know. I think Tyler collects good enough to to be a lead guard. Or, you know, he does have ability to pass the ball as well as as score out there. So, look out for Tyler Kolek next year, playing for George Mason in the Patriot League. But, like, he's had a very successful career. He won the Gator Play of the Year last year. But as we're going to get into right now, who won it this year? And you probably might know who he is. Uh, point guard Erickson Bonds. He's going to Shea High School. Well, I mean, he attends Shea High School. He's 5'11". Um, he just set the Rhode Island scoring record or the all-time scoring list. Um, he's now the, the top scorer in Rhode Island in high school history. So congratulations to him for accomplishing that feat. Um, as you can see, we all know by all that, he's known for his scoring um even though he's a smaller guy he's only 5'11 but he's an amazing scorer he's an amazing shooter um the one thing i would love for him this would have loved to see him do is he did play for the nike eybl team uh last summer but he didn't really make much of an impact so that is kind of a bad sign um, he played against 
pretty high caliber players and he really didn't really wasn't much of a scorer. You know, I think he played on Terrence Clark team, if I'm not mistaken, which was the elite expressions team. But yeah, Bonds really was not a scorer at all. So that's concerning. But I think, you know, he's you know, he's going to Bryant, so that's still a low end division one school. I still think he has a chance to be somewhat of what he is right now in Rhode Island is is one of the top scorers out there, but like I said, he's not playing against high caliber talent. I mean, he's playing at a Division Two level. Same issue that Tyree Weeks has with Pilgrim, not playing at a high caliber in Rhode Island. So it would have been nice to see him perform in that open state tournament where Division One and Division Two would have faced off in, but that tournament got canceled. It would have been nice to see how we would do against maybe one of the top Division One teams out there you know, in that tournament. So it would have been nice to see that, to see if he could score and score against, you know, more talented players in that state. Because I just think there's a lot of teams, which there is some talented teams in Division Two as well, but they're not at the level where Division One would be. So not saying it's a huge step, but it would have been it would have been nice to see maybe if he would have faced off against North Kingstown, which has very good defensive guards, or possibly Bishop Hendrick, which has very good defensive minded guards. So it would have been nice to see him face off against one of those two teams and see how he would do against those teams and see if he got better at being a scorer compared to last summer where he was really a no show, you know, then in that summer tournament. So. Nevertheless, it's still experience on his end. And just for him to get picked to those teams just shows you, you know, the respect that people have for him as probably one of the better players, perhaps in New England as a, you know, as a scoring guard. But like I said, his size is probably one of his biggest um, weaknesses. So that's probably the one thing that could make it make the adjustment a little tougher on him, you know, coming into playing a division one level basketball it doesn't really matter if it's a lower end division one but it's still division one basketball it's still a a big step from where he's at where Rhode Island really isn't isn't exactly a basketball hotbed it's the reason why I saved them to a last because I didn't think they were the you know the highest level of players overall compared to you know possibly Connecticut or Massachusetts which has a very large pool of, of talented players that you know that are going to division one schools but i was like eric bonds has had a strong year nevertheless and he definitely gets deserves a lot of credit for being an all-time scorer in rhode island high school history so that's that's impressive so congrats to him and he's definitely had a very impressive season and hope he does well you know at bryant all right so we're gonna wrap this show up but but first we're gonna get into my all New England team. So we're gonna get into that right now. Um, so let's start. So we can wrap this up. I know it's been a long show. All right. So at center we have Donovan. Like uh, I mentioned him earlier, Donovan Clinigian. And I'm I'm sorry at pronouncing certain words, but I'm just. That that word is just it's tough to pronounce. 
uh, his last name. But once again, he uh, he plays for Bristol Central, seven foot one, two fifty five. Um, like I said, it's tough to find centers that are really good at this level, and I think he's probably the best. He's only a sophomore, but I just think his his upside is immense. To be seven foot one as a sophomore, I mean, who knows if he can grow another inch or two? He's still maybe not done growing yet, so has a chance to be a super dominant center. And I think you know colleges have their eyes on him, even though this is going to a more small ball elite, small ball. Um, well, basketball in general is going more small ball than anything else. Donovan, there's still a place for big men. If he can show that he can be mobile enough to stay on the floor against guys that are, you know, that are more athletic at his position. So, but I, I mean, his size is just, you just can't ignore it. So he's probably going to be my center. Well, he is my center for all the, for the all New England team. Um, At the fourth spot, I have Matt Cross out of Brewster Academy. As you know, his offensive versatility is probably the best, if not the best in the state or really in the area. Um, again, 6'7", 225, going to the University of Miami in the fall. Um, definitely has the ability to make an impact right away as a freshman. Um, had an impressive summer. Unlike guys like Erickson Bonds that really were a no-show, Matt Cross single-handedly led BABC um, throughout that whole tournament, even though they really were bad. They really weren't able to win a lot of games, but Matt Cross was impressive throughout the whole entire tournament, and he just was a guy that just would not be stopped offensively, just an offensively gifted player. I think he's one of the better offensively gifted players in the entire area, so that's why he made the team. Um, at small forward, I have Jordan Geronimo, which, you know, he won the Gatorade play in New Hampshire because um, he can play on both ends of the floor. Probably one of the better defensive players, I think, in the entire area. Um, can guard multiple positions. Um, a very good slasher. And just does it all. Rebounds. Passes the ball well. I mean, just an all-around player. And just fits the prototypical wing player coming into, you know, his freshman year, his upcoming freshman year at Indiana, I think he sh- should make an impact out there as a, as a nice bench piece for the Indiana Hoosiers. At the two-guard position, I have Terrence Clark, which is pretty much expected. He's a one of the better players nationally, and he's probably the best player in the entire area, of course. So this was an easy decision to put him there at the two-spot. 6'7", 190, going to the University of Kentucky, can do it all on the offensive end, super athletic, one of the most athletic guys in the area, as well as the most, um, like the physical tools is, that he has are impressive as well, a seven-foot wingspan. Um, he has the ability to probably get even bigger than what he is. He's reclassified. He's still fairly young. He reclassified. He was a 2021 prospect. He reclassified to 2020. So since Kentucky's getting him at probably at a, a young 18-year-old coming into into college. So impressive. I mean, the guy is a hungry guy, and he wants to. 
he wants to be a high-level player and he wants to go to the NBA. And the hunger just continues for him as he, I mean, if he wasn't playing against dominant players around him, I think his statistics would have been even higher than what it was. But nevertheless, he's going to do well in Kentucky. I think he's going to be a possibly a top 10 pick in the um, upcoming NBA draft, not this year, but the year after that, as he definitely was is going to be, um, he's definitely going to be a, uh, a one and done uh, candidate. And then to, to finalize the all New England team or my rims and nets, all New England team, I have point guard, which some people say he's a two guard, but I think to me, I think you had to put him on this Bryce Lazier. I just think Bryce Lazier is totally like he's he's being totally um what's the word I would say? Just not he's not getting the credibility that he deserves. I mean I mean I know he's playing in Maine, I know he's not playing against the best competition, I mean the very best competition, but he absolutely dominated this year, and he showed us that his skill set is is remarkable. I think he has one of the best skill sets out there. The only thing is just not able, you know, to showcase it against the best competition. If he showed against, if he probably would have played against the best competition, he probably would be getting a little bit more recognition than he's gonna than he would have gotten. So he's one of probably the more you know, hidden secrets out there, and I think he deserves to be, you know, point guard because I think Lazier can play both guard positions. He can play the point guard position. He shows you that his court vision, that he can find guys and dish it off to his teammates, and, and he is very good at getting law passes down the court. So he can play point guard as well as the two-guard position. Super good in the pick and roll, um, able to – Break down the defense with with the with the dribble penetration. Can do it all. Can create his own shot. Find his teammates. Rebounds the basketball well. Can lead the break. What can't he do offensively? He's an offensively gifted player, and he deserves to be with those other guys, which I think are the more gifted players in the entire area. I think Bryce Lee is just right there with them. So, some people ain't saying that, but I'm I'm saying that right now. If you if you've seen his footage. He's right there up there, you know, skill set wise with all those other great players that are playing for high level division one schools right now. So that are committed to high level division one schools. I think he deserves that rec- rec- recognition and he's not getting it. But that's just sad. It's just a lot of guys, they don't get recognized as, as really good players. And I think he's right up there with them. Um. And if and maybe I mean, like I said, he's gotten better. This year was a very strong year for him. Last year he was very good too, but I think this year, I mean, he really showed that he can really he can really be a dominant player, you know, with a little bit more, you know, tutelage, playing at a high level, playing against high high level competition. I think he can definitely be right there with those other guys. All right, so we're going to end it at that. Um, you're listening to the Rims and Nets podcast. It's your host, Rob Morris. Another episode in the books. Um, like I said, check out my podcast 
where you um, where you find podcasts. I'm on Spotify. I'm on, I believe I'm on Stitcher, uh, Podbean. Um, I believe I'm on Anchor. I believe Anchor is one of them. So I'm still trying to get on um, iTunes. Still, still in the, trying to get there. Still trying to get on Google Podcasts. But those are my main sources you can find me on. You can check out my Facebook, like my page. Um, haven't been updating it like that up late, but I mean, any articles or any new podcasts, I'll probably like post them on my page. So check out my Facebook page. And so I'll, I'm out. Once again, you listen to the Renzo Nets podcast, your host Rob Morris. I'm out. Peace.